podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library, recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Allie... Oh, shoot. I'm Allie Festmeyer. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> did you... Wait, did you forget or are you disappointed? I can't I, tell. Well, I knew... I knew... I, yeah. I mean, I kind of have been You knew it was coming. I knew, but it didn't occur to me that I would be, like, introducing myself differently yeah. on the podcast yeah. until I got to that point. Yeah. Sadie, Sadie, married lady. Yeah. Allie Festmeyer. Congratulations. Anyways, Congratulations you. on, but on so your research. So I'm, I'm Nick Gunning. Okay, I'm Nick Gunning. I was in attendance to your wedding. This is I true. I was there. I uh, can confirm. Everything went well. I, I have to tell you, I have to be perfectly honest with you. Every time I go to a wedding, a little mean spirited part <laughs> of me <laughs> just I don't want some, I don't want somebody to have like a heart attack or something, but like if something went crazy awry, what a story. But yours was yours was just nice and pleasant, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. So a little disappointing in well, that regard. Yeah. You missed the part where my brother fell down the stairs the day before and like oh. scratched up his head really bad. I know, but I noticed. Yeah. I noticed the scratches. It was very colorful. It was. I was. I thought he was in a street brawl or something. No, he just fell no, down the stairs. He, there's like in the reception venue. There's like this tunnel thing that okay. goes kind of underneath. Okay. And he was so excited about showing about my the sister tunnel. this tunnel that he like ran down oh. he said he ran down half a flight yeah. of steps and then he fell down half a flight of steps mm. mm-hmm. so but overall he was okay there okay. was no hospital visits or anything so day before was a mild disaster with that and then day of just the just the color the battle damage. everything else was fine though. everything yeah. was fine okay mm-hmm. yeah well in, again congratulations thank you very much and you went for your, where did you go on your honeymoon uh we went to portland maine okay well what were the highlights um, I know you didn't go to Ben and Jerry's, and that upsets me. But well, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's 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 <laughs> about you. What what did you do? Um, we went on a ferry around the islands in Casco Bay. Which well, was that's really cool. cool. Yeah, it that's was cool. cool. It was so foggy. Yeah. That it was like you see nothing, just like this wall of fog. Ooh. If you have claustrophobia, I don't recommend. Okay. And then all of a sudden, this island like dramatically emerges. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That is cool. So, and we went to some art galleries and walked around okay. and ate some junk food all yes. that stuff mm-hmm. yes yeah. that's exciting uh, my wedding anniversary is coming up and we're actually going out this year for the first time in, in many years because of the stupid pandemic so mm-hmm. i'm excited that about thing. that we mostly were like where can we get really good food and that was that was pretty much what it comes down to i mean me. that's fair yeah i know? just need i just need a steady supply of indian food and <laughs> Don't we all just like you Wellsville's know IV of is. Indian food yeah. right yes. in the arm? I know. My wife is a, th- there's a place in Wellsville called Raffi's, and they have multiple restaurants, and they even had one in Ellicottville for a while. I'm just like, come to Wellsville, you guys. Yeah, we'd love it. We'd support it. Be, I'd be there. I would be there all the time. Wow. Because I don't want to drive for my Indian food. I just want it to be. I want here. yeah. I want it to come. That see that is that we're going to be talking a little bit about Ali attending the Nyla conference a little bit later. That's one of my favorite things about going to the conferences though, because they're usually in cities where you can get good food delivered to you. Which is like the idea of delivery. Yeah. Is is yeah. wild to me. I know. This I is know. how you know I've grown up exclusively in rural <laughs> America. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm like That's delivery. Right. I yeah. don't think I know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a major perk. All right, boy, this is what happens when we don't podcast with each other for a while. Yeah, we're just we're all over the place. I know we just we have so many random things we haven't. I know we haven't talked. Yeah, about. yeah. 
I know we were all very careful to exclude you from the group chat while you were on your honeymoon. <laughs> That's so, very sweet of yeah, you. Well. Yeah, we did. We did. And more than once, we were all kind of like, it's going to drag around here without Allie. So when's she coming back? So we're glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's good okay. to be here. Okay. Let's open up our books and see where our bookmarks are at. In all of this time, Allie, have you been doing reading? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Tell me about it. I will say my my rate of reading did take a noticeable dip, you know, with wedding things. With wedding planning and then having a wedding and then a honeymoon. Right. Although I I actually had some time to read on the honeymoon. I was like, (laughs) when was the last time I did this? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so what have I been reading? I recently finished Murder for the Modern Girl, <laughs> which is... It's a good title. I know, right? Like, right from the get-go, you yeah. know, it's it's pulling you in. It is a YA novel set in the 20s about a flapper who can read minds, and she uses this power to... It's a little bit like of a minority report thing, to hunt oh, down okay. people who are planning to do terrible, horrible things. Yeah. Especially to, like, women who can't defend themselves. Right. And she kills them using, like, arsenic oh, and other poisons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then this guy who, by coincidence, can't shapeshift, is working at the morgue, and he starts to notice a pattern, oh. and then they kind of meet, and some sparks fly, but okay. also they're like okay. trying to like run around the city and like fight crime and stuff. Free, yeah. It's very exciting. I mean, it was fight, a good time. Fight crime, but also but also come do crime. Do, yeah, do crime. <laughs> okay. Just just yeah vigilante justice. Right, crime, right, right, you right. Know? So yeah. Well, that sounds fun. It was fun. That sounds like a good yeah, time. It was a good how, time. D- how do you feel about the movie Minority Report? Um, I liked it. Yeah, I thought I liked it, it too. I thought it was interesting and posed yeah. a lot of it interesting is good. questions. Is that Philip K. Dick? I'm pretty sure it's a Philip K. Dick story. That sounds plausible, okay. but I can't confirm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I finished a few things. I listened to, so I, I've been in a play, so my evenings have been full of play practice and driving to play practice. So my audiobook audio intake mm-hmm. has gone That's way up. That's what we like to see. I listened to We Were Dreamers, uh, the autobiography of Simu Liu who um, I knew from Kim's Convenience, but of course he's Chang chi the movie. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen Kim's Convenience? I have not. Oh, it's so good. I it's have on, seen Chang chi though. It's on Netflix. You got to go, okay. go watch Maybe it. Maybe I will. Anyway, not what I expected. I thought that the book was going to be more about like Kim's Convenience and like right. the world of Marvel and everything like that. But I was actually pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. Like if you're... If you're picking up this book because you want to hear like what was aquafina like on the shang chi ch- set <laughs> this is not the book for you uh but it was really about like his childhood and how he was first four years of his life he was raised by his grandparents while his parents were over in canada like getting their degrees and getting a job uh, and getting mm-hmm. settled so that they could bring him over and then how his life like drastically changed right. you know growing up in, in china those first four years and then basically meeting his parents at four and starting over there and so it's about their relationship he gets into a little like family history and then just talks about what it was like as you know an asian man trying to break into show business in, in canada and then eventually in the u.s so really interesting really interesting stuff and like his family history and you know the landscape of china at that time not what i picked up the book to read about but i was actually i I was really impressed with it so that does sound really cool yeah i thought it was neat uh and he reads the audiobook so that's fun yeah it was good yeah it was good another audiobook i listened to was sparring partners by john grisham i don't know if you and i have talked about my love-hate relationship with John Grisham. I feel like it's been alluded to, okay. but I don't know if we've really gotten into I it. I guess it's just, I love, I mean, I do love Grisham. Grisham's one of my tops. He's one of my top authors. But it's like a bad Grisham is really bad. 
you know? I, yes. There's just some that I've read, like Rogue Lawyers, one that comes to mind, that I just was like, I hate this. It's so bad, you know? And I feel like I've been on a streak where I hadn't been liking him. I was talking about this a little last time, but sparring partners is kind of cool because it's three novellas, basically stuff that he was working on like during the pandemic. And he sort of like rounded these stories out and we're like, well, they're too long to be short stories, but they're not novel length. So they just put them together. They're not connected. It's just like, here's three new Grisham stories. Enjoy. And I did. I did. One is uh, one picks up characters from his short story collection, Ford County, as well as A Time to Kill, which is his first big novel. Um, and the others are, are pretty much just exist on their own. All pretty strong stories and some of the better Grisham that I've read lately. Awesome. How do you feel about the Big Bang Theory? Um, I have only seen clips. You know, like when you're like scrolling through your social mm-hmm. media and some random okay. random page is like let me just start playing a clip yeah, of yeah. the big bang theory that's that's my that's, it. that's my encountering with so you you don't you're not you don't have like an axe to grind against the big bang theory you just no. or do you do you I, be like, honest i, I can sense I can see there it in your eyes reasons to okay. have an axe to grind against the big bang theory but i don't feel like i have enough personal okay. information to have my own axe to grind okay ali has a blind hate against the big bang theory <laughs> okay um my my journey with the Big Bang Theory actually begins at Nyla. So how oh. about that? My wife and it's I... Um, all coming together. Yes. It was one of my first years here, and I got a scholarship, like you did, to attend this Nyla conference. And I was like, yes, I'm so excited. And I realized that it conflicted with uh, seeing Paul McCartney in concert. Um. And like, listen, I love libraries and I love my job, but I'm not going to miss a Paul McCartney <laughs> concert for anything. So you could just forget about that. So my wife and I and our baby infant son... We stayed with her cousins who lived like kind of halfway between the concert and uh, the um, the conference, which okay. was in Lake Placid that year. Okay. And while we were there, we watched an episode of The Big Bang Theory. And uh, then I really liked it. Okay. Yeah. So we watched it all the way through and we've been watching Young Sheldon now, which is like a, it, I mean, it's it's like a prequel spinoff, but Big Bang is like a, a multi-cam, like classic sitcom look. Right, right. Whereas Young Sheldon is more like um, like movie style, you know, like single cam, like like okay. um, mm-hmm. I don't know what what's like a Modern Family or something like that, you know. Both really good. This book that I read, The Big Bang Theory by Jessica Radloff, is uh, oral history style, where she interviews all the people involved okay. and like puts it in a cohesive narrative. Pretty interesting stuff. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, Excellent. and I like the show. You might like the show. I might. Yeah. Like, see, the the only thing, the the only glimmer yeah. of possible axes to grind is, like, conversations that I've had with people where they've been like, here are some concerns I have about things about mm. this show that are mm-hmm. uncomfy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, based on what I've seen, I can understand why that would be the case. Like sexist things? I think it's, yeah. 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 I, I do think, and they kind of address it in the book, thinking particularly of some of the characters, like, in the early th- Yes, I don't think that that would play uh, now. Like, I think watching it now wouldn't be as good. But it's also a show. I mean, it was on for 12 years. And it really sort of, like, grew into something different by the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was better than a lot of shows, you know, of that time um, in, in its ability to sort of change, you mm-hmm. know, as, as people's tolerance and understanding of issues changed so did the show so you know i gotta give it props for that but i do understand why picking up season one for you right now you'd probably be like i don't know about this but it's entirely possible that i could watch it and be like i recognize those things yeah but i do still it's possible we'll see young sheldon 
is just really good. Okay. Yeah, and it just it's just functions like a you know a family sitcom set in the early nineties, uh, and it's really it's they, they have a great ensemble, and so I feel like even if you've never seen The Big Bang Theory, or if you have, you know, a, a, an aggression towards it, Young <laughs> Sheldon uh, still would work pretty well. And you know what? We have the DVDs uh-huh. right here. Do you still use DVDs? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Well, I know you still use VHS. So. I do, yeah. <laughs> Only when I'm at my parents' house, though. <laughs> right. Of course, the Stevics, as I recall. Yes, yes. Uh, currently reading, Allie, I've been reading Gwenpool. Do you know who Gwenpool is? I don't think I do. Okay. So, Gwenpool basically spun out of a uh, an alternate cover of a Deadpool comic. Okay. They sort of stylized... A, a mix between Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man character Gwen right. Stacy, and Deadpool just as like a joke. It's right. Gwenpool. And people went crazy and they loved it. So they created this character called Gwenpool who is not connected to Deadpool or Gwen Stacy. Okay. And just the, a separate, just totally a totally separate, separate okay, thing. Okay. And she still has kind of a Deadpool look to her. Um, and the storyline is somehow she got pulled out of our world where you and I live. Okay. And into the Marvel universe. Ah. So she knows everything. So like she runs into Miles Morales and it's like Spider-Man. And he's like, what? You know, that kind of thing. That uh, would be a trip. And it's fun. It's uh, yeah. I've, I've never seen a, a comic book that started basically as a meme succeed in the way this has. But I liked it. That does sound kind of fun. It's crossing over with Champions, which I actually put on my list back when we were talking about Ms. Marvel for the book club. Because Champions by Mark Wade is a team-up book of all the sort of younger characters. So it's like Ms. Marvel, it's the Amadeus Cho, Hulk, um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, and Gwenpool shows up in that eventually too. So that's uh, that's my Marvel reading. And I'm reading Countdown to Pearl Harbor by Steve Tooney because we're doing this Chronicles and Courage four-part book club oh. where we're looking at World War II. So we're doing some fiction and nonfiction. Me and Nikki and Kim, who's here on staff at the library, are, are doing that together. And it's starting in December. So we have the books available now. And uh, I'm currently re- I'm listening to it. It's oh. so another audio book. But now that I'm not driving to do The Addams Family anymore, I'm going to have to pick up the book old school. Well, or you could just do what I do and wander around the house pretending to do chores. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, let me stand mm-hmm. in front of the sink for a long mm-hmm. time and wash like four dishes. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can do that. If I'm like folding laundry or mowing the lawn or something like that, doing dishes, yeah, I can listen to an audiobook. Yep. You watching anything good? Um, let's see. Am I watching anything good? Um, I can't remember if we talked about if we've talked about the whole Stranger Things situation or not. I know that we have. I don't remember if we podcasted about that. Okay. So yes, fill me in. So I've been watching Stranger Things. Yeah. Not the latest season that just came out, no, like one. everyone else Original, in the world. Yeah. Yes. Although we did, I finished season one. Look at you. And season two. Okay. This is what happens when you go on a honeymoon and you're yeah. like, it's 7 p.m. and we're too exhausted to go out and do anything else. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you watch an entire season of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, so when Stranger Things originally came out, I being the stubborn, ordinary teenager that I was at that point was yeah. like, everyone likes this. Therefore, I'm not going to watch it. Were you a stubborn teenager? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm stubborn now. I'm just okay. an adult. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, as <laughs> listeners may recall, I knew child Allie and fully grown adult Allie. Not so much teenage Allie, but she was stubborn. She was a stubborn, was stubborn. stubborn problem, would you say? And not necessarily a problem. Only okay. a problem if you if you made a problem with her. You oh, know? whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Teenage I Allie won't. could hold her own. Yeah, okay. Anyway, and so I maintained that position for the last, I don't even know how many years it's yeah. been. Five? Something like that. Okay. Five, seven-ish. Something like that. Something. I think it is longer than five. Yeah, probably seven or eight. 
And um, then see also how Facebook will just show you random clips of movies yeah, as you're scrolling yeah, yeah, yeah. through as you're doom scrolling, which mm-hmm. you, re- you really shouldn't do. Yeah. And I started seeing clips of season four, and I was like, this actually looks kind of good. Right? I think I maybe want to watch this. So that's what I've been doing. You did it. H- had your husband seen it or no? Yes. He's oh, seen he all has. of it. Okay. So he's re-watching it with me. Okay. So I'm right. trying not to spoil things. So I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Barb's fine. Okay. All right. So you're liking it. You're in season two. You finished two. You're, finished you're moving two. into three. Yes. Okay. So all far, right. so good. I've just finished The Patient. On uh, it's an FX show with Steve Carell and Dom Gleason. Do you know about this at all? It sounds kind of familiar. Okay, it's ringing a bell. It's uh, Steve Carell is a is a therapist, and Dom Gleason is his patient who is a serial killer trying not to be a serial killer. Oh, and it escalates quickly. Uh, and it's uh, I can see that it's a limited series, and it's uh, it's like a twenty minute thing. Uh, like each episode is twenty right. twenty five mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, pretty strong, pretty strong. I I feel like that's the kind of show that is just impossible to end in a satisfying way and yet i was pretty satisfied by okay. it so so i have to ask like on a okay. scale from okay. one to ten how upsetting is this to watch because i feel like that's something that it, it could maintain minimal on yeah. the upsetting scale yeah. or it could like really really dive off and go deep into the upsetting scale i really don't quickly. think that it goes super i mean the whole concept is upsetting oh, fair. you know so like you just have there's to there's a baseline that. amount of upsetting but once you've accepted that premise um it's not super violent. It's 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 rarely graphic. There are, there are definitely a few disturbing moments, but I think as a whole, I wouldn't put it so high on the on the disturbing okay. side of things. Again, it's about a serial right. killer, so you know, with that comes certain things. But anywho, uh, then I'm watching Lower Decks and Ghosts. Have you watched Ghosts? I have not watched Ghosts. So funny. You got to get on board. Maybe I will. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe you will. Okay. So just 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 that, just Stranger Things. That's just Stranger watch. Things in terms of what I'm watching. Well, we did watch the first episode of Jeeves and Worcester the other night because we've been reading a few of right. them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, we got to watch one of these because Fry and Laurie are so fantastic sure. in it. Yeah. And so we watched that. I part. haven't seen a ton of Fry and Laurie, but Hugh Laurie, it's funny to me because like I was introduced to Hugh Laurie through House, where he's right. like a serious and jerky character, and so to watch him be so like loose and light and fry and laurie is a, is a jarring yeah. transition but he's so funny he is so funny and the facial expressions that that yes. man can make yep yep that's exactly I, what I like i ha- i don't understand how like i don't think my face is that like manipulatable hmm. or ever will be hmm. well, i say squishing my face with my yeah. fingers yeah i'd say it's an audio medium but sure <laughs> look into the future to see what it proves it's time for a book Okay, shall we move into some book news? Sure, let's okay. do it. Let's talk about some New York Times bestsellers. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, so let's look at the list here. Number 10, new this week. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Okay. The, Wait, which, which category of bestsellers? It's just uh, adult hardcover fiction. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. The Atlas Paradox by Olive Blake. The second book in the Atlas series, The Society of Alexandrians, is headed by someone intent on changing life as we know it. I like how that that little tagline tells you somehow so little. Yeah, it doesn't. I the Atlas series. I don't remember. I mean, it sounds cool. I don't remember book one. Can you tell me why people are going crazy about Colleen Hoover? Um, like, uh, what do you want to know? I don't understand. It's like all I've never heard of this author before, and then for like the last year, it's like Colleen Hoover is everywhere. I don't understand exact. Like, I haven't read any Colleen Hoover. No, books, I haven't either. So I don't personally understand the appeal. But I know that they've totally blown up on 
TikTok. Is that it? And so I think I think that's probably it. Is that like once some people read them and like they, I think they have that kind of like fun feel. Like I okay. don't know, like ooh, what's gonna happen? Ideas, sad, pull, talk on your emotions. Yeah. Like I think they're that kind of book. Yeah. I say having read your okay. Colleen Hoover books, are they sexy? I Is think that? some of them oh, okay. might be. All right. I'm not 100. percent sure. I guess that's kind of the vibe that I got. That's a little bit the vibe. Okay. And right. so I think once people who go in for that kind of book, okay. like once some of them read them and then started yeah. posting all over TikTok, uh, then I it see. was like... Whoosh, now it's all becoming clear. Exploded. It's all becoming clear. Okay. Hey, number 11 on the list. I know we don't usually go past 10, but I'm breaking the rules. Is by Celeste N.G., who wrote Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, is that how you pronounce your last name? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, at least that's how they pronounce it on the audiobook for Little Fires Everywhere. Okay. Because I always look at that and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Those yeah. are two consonants. That's true. Not sure what to do. But she has a new book out, and I would like to read it because I really enjoyed the, uh, her other book there. So this one's called Our Missing Hearts. 12-year-old Bird Gardner goes on a quest to find his mother, a Chinese-American poet whose work he was taught to disavow. Oh, dang. A lot of intrigue. A lot of intrigue. Uh, the word bird was in there, and that reminds me of one time when I was driving to Olean. Oh, boy. There was a dead deer on the side of the road, and there was a giant bald eagle just sitting on top of it, and it blew my mind. Oh, my gosh. It was so close to me. It was like... I mean, I was driving on the highway, so, right. you know, it was only a second or two. But I was just like, whoa. I'd never seen one, like, just there. So close, just yeah. chilling. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. Just claiming his prize, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if he murdered the deer. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure. Uh, okay. Number nine. Four weeks on the list. Mad Honey by Jody Pickelt and Jennifer Finney Boylan. After returning to her hometown, Olivia McAfee's son gets accused of killing his crush. Oh. I wonder who Jennifer... Finn Boylan is. I have no idea. Do, it feels like what you think they're like related. I don't know. You got no thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. that's okay. I mean, I could throw out a guess, but <laughs> it'd be a guess. It's just the name is the same size as Jody Pickled, who's obviously like a huge name. I don't know. This is why we need an intern. Roger's out, but I w I need to know. All right, number eight, two weeks on the list. Demon Copperhead. Oh. Demon Copperhead. I'm gonna open up a PI firm, and that's gonna be my name. Demon okay. Copperhead. Yep. So, listeners, if if you were to see a PI firm yeah. named Demon, Demon Copperhead, Copperhead, you'll have to let us know. Would yeah. you come to Nick's firm? Oh, they would. Based solely on the title. After all this time, if they're still listening, they, <laughs> they either they either trust me or are hate listening. Uh, Demon Copperfield by Barbara Kingsolver. I like oh, Barbara Kingsolver. Yeah. Okay. What have you read by her? I've read Animal Vegetable Miracle. Okay. Which is like about their whole like farming yeah. journey. I don't think I've read any of her. I don't think I've read anything else. Like Poisonwood Bible or Yeah, I don't think like I've that. read any of that. Uh, Prodigal Summer is the one that I really like. Okay. Okay. I want to <laughs> read more of her. I loved Animal Vegetable Miracle. My parents read it to my sister and I when I was like uh, seven. Mm. And it really made an impression. Oh, okay. Huh. Seven-year-old reading Barbara King Solver. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's all about like tomatoes and... When different kinds of turkeys. When Poisonwood Bible was everywhere, <laughs> and I saw it, I kept seeing it on shelves. And in my mind, I just transposed the letters and was like, what kind of name is Barbara Kingslover? <laughs> but I know now that that's not true. Uh, this is a reimagining of Charles Dickens' David Copperfield, set in the mountains of Southern Appalachia. Oh. Have you read? So many more things make sense now. Yeah. Like Demon, the title. Demon Copperhead. Have you read David Copperfield? I have not. I just finished it recently. Hannah, how was it? What's I, the verdict? Well, I really, I really liked probably the first half of the book, but it's one of those things where it's like, 
It just keeps it going. It keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like now we're in a new phase in his life. It's like David Copperfield keeps spinning off into a new show. So by the end, I was a little bit like, okay, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't have the same exuberance. I mean, I like I like Dickens' writing. I just right. like his turn of phrase, and I, you right. know, it's always clever. So I enjoyed it, but I, I did get a little fatigued with the story. And you were working on this one for quite a while, right? Yes, I was. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, number six, six weeks on the list, Dreamland by Nicholas Sparks. I'm going to guess somebody in North Carolina has a fateful encounter with someone and they fall in love, but one of them dies. It sounds plausible. That's going to be my guess. I would buy it. Okay. Uh, musicians from different backgrounds are attracted to each other and a mother flees with her son from an abusive husband. It sounds like it's ticking all the right boxes. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably fleeing to North Carolina. <laughs> Number five, new this week, Livid by Patricia Cornwell. The 26th book in the K. Scarpetta series, Scarpetta becomes a star witness in a televised murder trial and the judge's sister is found dead. Oh. Wow. Oh, but 26th? I'm still processing that. That's a lot of books. Yeah. Patricia Cornwell is an interesting one for me because I feel like she's such she's such a utility player. You know, like, I don't, I don't think you'd ever... Or maybe you would. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like you would never put her up there with, like the tip top authors that uh-huh. like everybody knows and everybody's right. read, but yet here she is with book number 26, number five on the bestseller list, you know, it's kind of like a slow and steady sort of thing. Yeah. She just seems like low key to me. And like, there's a new Patricia Cornwell and people flock to it. I guess I, I don't see a lot of new people being like, you know what? I'm going to get into Patricia Cornwell, but they must be, I guess. I don't know. Well, props to you, Patricia. I, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm good for her. Number four, eight weeks on the list, Fairy Tale by Stephen King. A high school kid inherits a shed that is a portal to another world where good and evil are at war. I really want to know how you inherit a shed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've never heard that one before. Because he's a child as well. Does he inherit the land or just the shed? Yeah. Is it the contents or the building? Right. Like, there are so many questions. Like, yeah, is it the contents or the building? Is there other land associated with the shed? Yeah. A house, and know. then there's a shed there. Yeah. Or is this just a it's shed? It's like a Narnia situation. Oh. Is that you're wondering? Hmm. It's giving kind of Narnia vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go to another world for a fight against good and evil, but I True. guess uh, guess that this high school kid does. What would you have done if you inherited a shed as a high schooler? Probably um, stubbornly refused to accept it. No, probably I would have been like, we're going to make this into my, like, I wouldn't have called it a maker space, but essentially like a maker space studio. Okay. I feel okay. like that's what I would have done. What kind of stuff do you maker space? Um, I like I know you to write. Do, do you I like, write. Do you like paint? I do paint. You do? I do. Oh. And um, I like to make different crafts. And like I knit and crochet. Right. I like I to sew, that. but don't do it much. I like to embroider, but I'm pretty bad at it. Okay. So, and I just like. What's the one? <laughs> what's the one where you got like the little circular frame and you like poke it through and in and out so that it, you make a little design? Um, Either embroidery or like cross stitch. I guess cross stitch is what I'm thinking okay. of. That always looks fun to me, but I've never done it. I think I've never done cross stitch crotch stitch. It looks fun. Okay. It looks like the kind of thing that like maybe I would go insane by just trying to like make the little right. squares right. forever. Yeah. But, huh. but yeah, I do love I do love a good craft. Okay. Uh so you'd make it into a makerspace. That's good. I I think I would have just gone classic fort, you know. I would have put would have put put a cool like orange chair in there, you know, and had like a little portable record player and lots of books, probably comic books. That sounds you like know? a good time. I mean, it's what I would do right now. That's has nothing to do with high school. It's the same that's thing fair. that that's I fair. do in this moment. You know, you're consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. 
Number three, new this week, The Passenger by Cormac McCarthy. The first of a two-volume story, Bobby Western discovers things have gone missing from a jet in an underwater crash site, including oh. the 10th passenger. Oh. Oh. What do you think? Wait, but it says things have gone missing, including the 10th passenger. Right. It's a little confusing. Like, I'm trying yes. to figure out, is this implying the passenger is human or not? Hmm. Either way, intrigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any history with Cormac McCarthy? I actually The Road do. or... Okay. I read The Road. Yeah, yeah. There are a few books that I've disliked more. Really? I could not stand it. You know, I used to share a microphone with somebody who said that. Eric Nichols also hates The Road, just says it's bleak and horrible. It's so, and it's so bleak and so horrible. Yeah. And it's like the same thing okay. over and over again, but the only song is bleak and horrible. Okay. Okay. Don't recommend. I mean, if you guys both agree, I'm, I'm not going to argue. Number two, new this week, No Plan B by Lee Child and Andrew Child, the 27th book in the Jack Reacher series. Reacher goes after a killer, but is unaware of the bigger implications. Okay. Okay. And you, cool. don't, you don't need to know. I know you're wondering. We but are you don't, also unaware of the bigger You don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need to know what they are. Any history with Jack Reacher or Lee Child? No. I saw both I've the movies. I've seen the name. I used to like the books, but it's one of those ones where it's got a formula and it sticks to it. And after a while, I was just like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's tough and he carries a toothbrush. I get it. Uh, we have a whole episode about it back in the All the Books era. You can listen to it on our YouTube channel. You don't have to. But the I might not. If the listeners we'll want to. Yeah. 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 Uh, number one, two weeks on the list, The Boys from Biloxi by John Grisham. John Grisham again. Have we talked about my love-hate relationship with John Grisham? I think we've at least touched on it. Okay. It's like a there, you know, like the nursery rhyme. When yeah. it's good is very yes. good, and when's when bad, bad is very bad. Very bad. Okay. Correct. Two childhood friends follow in their father's footsteps, which puts them on opposite sides of the law. Of the law. Yeah. Say it isn't so. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah, I could maybe get behind that. Okay. I mean, you know what you're gonna expect. One is definitely like a prosecutor, and one is probably like a mobster. Is the is the mob? Do you think big in Biloxi? I haven't the foggiest. Probably idea. not. Probably not. Maybe he's a bookie. I don't know anything about Biloxi. <laughs> well, if you read I, it, you'll have to report. I'm pretty sure I've read Neil Simon's Biloxi Blues, but that's that doesn't help. So I don't know. I don't know what to um, tell you. Would you ever read a John Grisham? Sure. Okay. All right. I'd I'm just saying, try it. if we ever have a podcast where we're giving each other things that we've never done before, <laughs> there's a chance that you'd have to read a, okay. a John Grisham book. So I'll just start uh, preparing myself yeah, emotionally. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just tuck that away for later. All right. Uh, that's it. That's the New York Times bestseller list. You can look at the New York for all their different lists, including children's, young adult, nonfiction, and more. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about library conferences. Hold Woo-hoo. on, wait. Listen, that's the sound of everybody uh, deleting this episode. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, oh. Okay, Allie, now it's just the two of us. <laughs> now it's just the two now of us say whatever we talking want. about library conferences. So this was your first conference, it right? It sure was. Okay. Um, not to keep plugging old episodes, but Eric and I went to ALA and we did a whole travelogue episode where we recorded a different portions and it was really fun. He refused to go to the top of the Space Needle in Seattle with me. Is it like a Fear of Heights thing? Yeah, it's a Fear of Heights thing. He oh. wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Huh. I was like, it's so safe. And then I took a picture of me standing on the glass right. and sent it to him. And it, even that upset him. So I think he probably made the right call. Would you go to the top of the Space Needle with me? Yeah, if, I think if I the would. Situation. Do you have a heights thing? Like, not not more than your average person, I guess. Okay. Like, I don't have an special thing against heights. But, like, if I am in a very high location, I will look down and be like, oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot of yeah. space and I could fall. Yeah. 
It's the Space Needle, though. It's iconic. Yeah, that's fair. It was really I would, cool. I would go see it, but I probably would feel uneasy in my yeah. stomach while standing over the glass. Okay. Okay. ALA was super fun. This was the this was like the midwinter thing, and the friends had sponsored us to be able to go, and and we went all the way to Seattle. And I mean, it was just the the conference was cool. So much bigger, obviously, because it's like the right. American Library Association. It's a huge, huge conference. It's a uh, lot of librarians. It was, yeah, a lot of different. Uh, everybody looks exactly how you think they would, and so many different choices as far as like panels to go through, and like different screenings, and authors to meet, and such a cool time. Um, we all, there was also a pop culture museum there. So when the conference was over, we went to the pop culture museum and saw like Luke's Skywalker's lightsaber and like phasers cool. from Star Trek and like crazy stuff. That's fun. So super fun. Uh, and I'd never been, uh, I'd never been that far west before. Like Colorado was the farthest I'd ever right. been. So that was, that was a pretty cool thing all in all. Um, but I've been to the Nyla conference several times, including Saratoga Springs and this is where you were. So, so hit me. What did you think? Um, I'm trying to even formulate yeah. my thoughts. Tell me about Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs. It was really pretty. Um, actually, before I left, my dad told me that there was a chance I might see people dressed as though they were from Jeeves and Worcester walking down the street. Oh, okay. I did not actually, which was a little I, Is that a thing? I don't know this. Oh, well, I guess since there's like the horse tracks mm. there and it's like kind of fancy, yeah, yeah. sometimes there's people with like that aesthetic just like oh. hanging out. It's just how they are. Things. Okay. It's just how they are. Okay. And like... Yeah. What can you do? But it was very pretty. And it was also like, it did have like an old timey kind of fancy feel to it. Like I, the first day I was walking from the conference back to the hotel and I just see this haberdashery, (laughs) which I've never seen a haberdashery before. I don't know if this is again, I was raised in a place where delivery is a novel concept thing. Right, right, right. Or if just haberdasheries really are not that much of a thing anymore. Yeah. Leaning toward the latter, but who knows? Yeah. And so it's just like this window filled with all these like fancy colored like women's hats and everything. I really hope you bought one. I did not. Oh, did they you? were pretty expensive. But you went in. I went you, in. You sampled the wares. Did I you put? Did wares. you put any hats on? I was a little scared to put any of the I hats bet. on. Yeah. It was pretty intense. But yeah, there yeah. was like a flapper kind of dressed person at the like counter, like at the oh, register. Okay. And there was like jazz music playing. It yeah. was kind of cool. That is cool. Did you go in the coffee shop? I told you to go to. I did not. Allie. I that was, was your one <laughs> assignment. I said, go to that coffee shop. It's and okay. Uncommon Grounds. It's okay. It's a great coffee shop, though. I know you don't like coffee. I don't. Except the, for the certain coffees. Turkish coffee. Yeah. But the baked goods. How about the how about the bookstore? Did you, did you hit um, up the bookstore? I, to Lyrical Ballad? Yeah. I did go to Lyrical Ballad. What and I bought think? a couple books. It was very cool. Yeah. Did it live up to all the hype? It did. And I, like, I was trying to, like, I'm not very big on the whole spatial awareness thing. Okay. But I was, tr- as we were walking through, I was, like, trying to figure out, I'm, like, how far have we gone down the street? <laughs> We're like, did they just like buy all yeah. the basements on the street and knock out the yeah. walls? Cause it just kept going. Yep, and we yep. got to the end and there was a sign that was like, no customers beyond this point. And you can see that there was like a whole nother, like turning magical tunnel room. Magical with like books that weren't for sale. I, I guess. love it. I love it. It was a wild time. I always feel like, I mean, I love the trade shows. So mm-hmm. did, you, did you did you stroll the trade show? I did stroll the trade yeah. show. That's always really fun because it's just a mix of depending on the conference. You know, sometimes there there will be a lot of authors there, or just like different like tech or different furniture or just different things that you can see like practically look at. Lots of giveaways. I usually come home with a lot of swag. How was your swag pickup? I did get a little bit of swag. Okay, I got an EBSCO pen, which uh, fun fact for listeners who may not remember, my dad is actually a librarian, and when I yes. was a kid. 
he came home from a conference with an EBSCO pen. And I yeah. was like, this is the coolest pen I've ever seen in my life. It's family legacy. Don't know why I thought it was the coolest pen I'd ever seen in my life, but I did. And I was like, dad, I'm going to steal this pen from you and I'm going to use it for everything until it's totally out of ink. Yeah. So now I have my own. Did you? I did. You did. You used it. I right, used it right, right up. I end. might still have the like empty pen somewhere in huh. some like box so, of like crow treasure. So did you get the new pen saved. for him to replace the one you stole? Maybe I should give it to him. Yeah. Be like, this is. Just consider it. Yeah. 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 Trade shows are always fun. Um, how were the conference? How was the actual thing? It was good. It was really cool to, because I feel like there's not a lot of circumstances in your life where you'll like go to a a thing and mm-hmm. people will talk about how to be a librarian well <laughs> that's like that's not that's yeah. not something you encounter a lot yeah. in your everyday life so it was kind of cool to just go to sessions and hear other people talk about their experiences and yeah. like here's some ideas you might not have thought of and just chat with some other librarians so and i now have some fun ideas to try and implement yeah i always see. feel like i i come home and i've got like all these randomly scrawled notes like a serial killer Try to talk to Steve Carell of just like random things of like, try this. What about this? What about yeah. this? But I, I think you're right. I think the thing that's that's most helpful to me is not even like the tangible, tangible, practical things that you come home with. But just the concept of like all you look around and all the people you see sort of like understand yeah. your job. It was a little weird actually yeah, to yeah, look yeah. around and be like, all oh, these people know what it's like to be a librarian. Yeah, oh my exactly. gosh. Yeah. And it's not, it's not to say that like, you know, a big urban library is going to have the exact same like struggles and, and right. goals as you know, we do here in Wellsville, but the core concepts are yeah. the same, you know, and there's certain things that we all just kind of like. And I feel like, you know, especially like as a library director, it's nice to you know be with other people who understand like the specific stress is too strong a word but like there's you know Mm -hmm. there are stresses involved but you know what i mean the specific like responsibilities it's just kind of like nice to be like yeah man (laughs) (laughs) i know i know what you're thinking right there with you yeah yeah saratoga springs is one of my favorite places the other nyla conferences i've been to one was in lake placid the one where i had just seen Mm -hmm. paul mccartney and that was kind of cool because Lake Placid, there's a lot of stuff left over from the Lake Placid Olympics. So okay. there was, cause, you know, it's like an Olympic town That's also. Cool. And it's out in the Adirondacks and stuff. So it was a cool drive and just, uh, just a fun place to see overall. The worst that I've ever been to was in Rochester. This is not a knock against Rochester. <laughs> this sounds like a, ro- a knock against Because I've had some this good like times a, a personal in Rochester. But we, the, ho- the place where the hotel was at was just like right in, in a... I, I needed food was the problem. I just needed like a banana or something like that. And there was nothing. There was just nothing. And I ended up walking like miles because I didn't have a car with me. I walked like miles to get to this place that had like fruit and stuff like that because I was just dying not having like anything I can respect healthy the need for like food. that. I don't know. I just, it, that was a tough one for me. I need to eat like every two hours to yeah. maintain not hungriness. Yeah. And so I, I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I always have to be careful with what I eat anyway, but like I really needed like nice, healthy options and there was nothing. And I remember <laughs> I asked at the hotel and they were so eager to help me, you know, and I was like, I just need like, just, you know, like a, like a carrot or like some fruit or something. <laughs> like, don't you, you got, just have a carrot Yeah, I was around. like, is there any place you can think of, you know, like that I could just walk to, or like not a grocery store or anything? And they were like, oh, you know, no, but there are strawberry Pop-Tarts in the vending machine. <laughs> and I was like, 
Thank you. You tried. Thank you. I appreciate the effort, but that was uh, not what I was looking for. I do feel like it can be really hard to eat healthy food anytime you're like traveling. Yes. You know, if you're like road tripping, it's so much easier to be like, oh, look, McDonald's. I know. Than to be like, oh, look, a random grocery store. Let me drive in and just crunch on a a raw (laughs) carrot. Yes, that's right. That's right. Give me a summer squash and a fork. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was tricky. I think the most fun I've ever had at a conference, though, was another. It was an ALA conference and it was in Chicago. And I I went to Chicago once in high school and that was it. And just kind of like that's the Sears Tower, you know, and that was pretty Mm -hmm. much the extent of it. But I was there long enough to kind of like get in the groove of it, you Mm -hmm. know, and I saw a couple of like shows at night. It's a great production of The King and I. Uh, and the conference was super cool. You know, the uh, the presenters and the guest speakers and everything was was uh, it was really neat. But I just had such a fun time at that. And again, it just kind of comes back to that camaraderie and, and yeah. just the sense of like, we're all in this together, which I usually don't go for. But <laughs> something about these, I'm just kind of like, something yeah. Something about library conferences. Yeah, man. Bring out the high school musical they in do. you. Is that what you're they saying? They do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I do appreciate going. Uh, what's, what's your big takeaway? What do you think, like, what, what was the most helpful part of going to this conference? I don't know if this necessarily counts as the most helpful part, but I went to this session on how to create a seed library. Oh yeah. And which is something that I had loosely been aware of, Yeah. but like knew zero details about, but I was like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And I was like, but I know nothing about this. And I at first was planning to not go to that session because there was another one at the same time that I was like, this is probably more like actually applicable to things I should know for yeah. my job. And that one was canceled. And so oh. I was like, I get to have fun nice. and go to the seed library. Yes. So listeners, if you're interested in a seed library here at the yeah. David A. Howe Library, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. We've talked about it in really the past. Cool. I know like Cohocton um, has a pretty good seed library and I know there's a bunch of others around the system but yeah I think yeah. that would be a really cool idea and the presenters did a great job being like here a broad kind of like s- picture of like how you should be planning to do this and here's a lot of really important details about just like the nitty-gritty of like seeds etc that you need to know and I was like scribbling down notes also mm-hmm. like a serial killer <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that was really helpful okay so now I feel equipped to possibly actually have a seed library yeah that's super cool. Yeah, I don't go like every year, but I feel like, you know, every other year, you know, something like that. I think it's I do think it's really valuable and really helpful to go. Not just because of the swag, but I do like swag. I mean, who doesn't like I'm swag? I'm not going to lie. I've got some really cool like advanced reader copies of books that I ended up loving, like Daisy Jones and the Six was mm-hmm. one and some uh, some graphic novels and things. So, I'm always a sucker for like you're getting this early, you know. It's so a good feeling. I can't. Did you pick up any reader copies in the early books? I did not pick books? up any reader Nothing. copies. Nothing. Is it because you just recently melded two households together into one apartment? Well, possibly. Okay. And we do have a lot of books. Yeah. Like we have room to get maybe 10 more books okay. and then the bookshelves will be at totally wow. max capacity. Okay. So it's, uh, we, oh, this last summer when it was like the community yard sales, I went through and pulled a lot of books and put out on a book sale. It was like the first time in my life that I'd done it and it was, it was okay. I survived. I got rid of some Grisham books I hate. So Hey, I mean, yeah. if it works, it works. Yep. yep, that's right. Yeah. I really don't like getting rid of books, even if I know that I am realistically not going to read them yeah. often enough to like justify actually owning yeah. the book. So, but that's probably something I should try and work on. Mm-hmm. We also have quite a few duplicate books because oh, we took a lot sure. of the same classes in college. And yeah. it's like, oh, and then I don't know how, but like I had a copy of Beowulf 
he had a copy of Beowulf. Somehow we have like three or four copies of Beowulf. Beowulf. It's more than two. Okay. I don't understand why. Okay. Do either one of you particularly like the story of Beowulf? I mean, it's great. Like we both read it in college. Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand how we ended up. How with, you like, picked three. up extras? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is a that's a weird and unique problem to have. I <laughs> <laughs> I used to like when I saw a book I wanted to read would often like buy it. You know, we the thrift store or whatever. I'm like mm. I want to read this sometime. And I've now been pretty good, pretty disciplined about like I don't buy a book unless I'm like gonna open it when I get home, uh-huh. you know, and that's helped quite a lot. That's helped. So our that house doesn't collapse under the weight of books. Well, and like, I don't come from a big book buying family. Cause our principal was always like, we get it from the library. Unless yeah. it's something we know we will want to read again and again. Yeah. Which like, you know, when library life is in the blood makes yeah. a certain amount of sense. But I do get where you eventually went with that. But I was like your principal, like your principal, like at a school. Oh, I was a little confused, but P- I forget, P-L-E, I forget P-L-E. that that kind of principles. Yeah. You know, I was homeschooled. Yeah. So. Well, snarkily in my head, I was like, wasn't your mom, your principal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, uh, but so, but I am a sucker for like free tables where it's just like, oh, oh sure. pick, grab whatever book yeah. you want. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm going to do that. Nyla trade show. Lots of free tables. Yeah. I was a little it. overwhelmed by all oh. the like people and noise. Yeah. And so is it sometimes I still get a little weird about like, masklessness yeah i don't don't do that but i guess i just have a little bit more like i wouldn't say it's a level of like anxiety but sometimes i'm just kind of like i don't know it's like a weird feeling will come over you and you're like should i be wearing my mask yeah 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 people are gross what are you gonna do people are gross gross. but being around gross people like a a contained amount grows your immune system huh that's a good way to look at it you have to do this calculus of do I wear a mask or wash my hands a ton or wipe down counters a ton or whatever it yeah. is and get rid of the germs that are in this space and yeah. protect myself? Mm-hmm. Or do I take the calculated risk of this is going to give me a better immune system mm-hmm. in the long run? Yep. And I don't know what to do with that. Well, I try to lick a door handle in public. Uh, <laughs> just not every day, but most days. Most days. Most days. Just to try to stay up on it because I want that strong immune system. I mean, who doesn't? They say about. if you have a cat, that improves your immune system. Really? So what if it's just an indoor cat? I think it does. Like, cats are kind of gross, if oh. I'm being honest. Okay. So David A. Meow is helping us all out here at the oh, library. Wow. Okay. Da- I, we had a board meeting this morning and David A. Meow burst into it. Oh, yeah. And the board is always so delighted when that <laughs> happens. They're all kind of like, is he coming? Where is he coming? Like, when he on, does, when it doesn't happen. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a positive experience. And I guess we helped boost the board's immune system this morning. Yes, absolutely. So Did he really have anything good service. to contribute to the meeting? Uh, Any ideas? No, but I had to stop and go tss, tss, a couple of times because he was on one of the chairs um, with his yeah. little claws. He does so. like to do that. You know, it broke up. It broke up some of the conversation. So do with that what you will. Okay. Well, are you ever going to go to a conference again? I would be down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the best thing you ate while at this conference? What is the best thing I ate while at this yeah. conference? So my husband and I went to this bakery, which we were at first. We it was like, oh, cafe and bakery. And yeah. we were like, okay. And it's like sweet nannies. Yeah. And we get inside and realize it's like pretty fancy uh-huh. and like legit. Like it's like a legit restaurant. Uh-huh. So we had breakfast there, and I had lemon ricotta pancakes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you say ricotta? Yes. Like the cheese? Yes. I hate ricotta. <laughs> you don't know it's there. It's like oh, baked into it. You no, wouldn't know. I, no, you wouldn't know. I, okay, I can okay. guarantee All right. you would not know. And it oh. just like makes them fluffy. 
Okay. So it's like fluffy lemon pancakes. Does it t- make them taste like a calzone? No. Okay. Not at all. All right. <laughs> all right. I don't mean to judge. And lemon ricotta. And they brought it to me with like this plate just like covered in fresh blueberries. See? That's what I'm talking about, Rochester. <laughs> just give me some fresh fruit. I was like, and I was like, this is a little on the pricier side. And then it came and I saw how many blueberries on it. And I was like, well, no wonder. Yeah. Like yeah. If you have to buy these blueberries from the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. And that was just for you. Think and of that, how many blueberries they had in the back. I know. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I, wow. okay. I'm impressed that they're able to get blueberries Lemon ricotta. in the supply. But it was very good. How long do you think it will take you to not feel weird about saying my husband? Probably a few months at okay. least. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. And I remember that feeling too. I remember being like, oh, can I have one for my wife? <laughs> you know. <laughs> this person <laughs> was, who, go, who goes with me. We're recently married. Uh, yeah. So I I, uh, I I understand that. All right. You all moved in. You're all settled in. I'm all moved in. To the new digs. Okay. I still have like random boxes of stuff that I haven't unpacked. But yeah. none of them are too obtrusive. Yeah. So it's fine. Sad to leave your first uh, uh, apartment? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a nice place. Lots of pretty windows. Yeah. So it was a good place to be. But yep. yes. now I'm even closer to the library. And so. you got a great window. And I have this really the cool wrap around window. Thing, Very cool. Which we just like hung Christmas lights all around it, like oh, over the early. top. Too well, early. It's not Christmas lights for Christmas. It's Christmas lights for like lights. Okay. Okay. All right. Then that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I saw people like the day after Halloween, like breaking out Christmas lights. I know. Well, I walked That's by a business much. the other day and I like looked in the store window and there was like a whole Christmas tree and like oh. all these like boughs of like holly oh. and like snowflake things. No. And I was just like, ha I can't abide that. No. That being said, the lions are putting up the Christmas trees out front on November 12th. So <laughs> I guess, you know, what a I great can't, segue. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't complain too much. Okay. Well, I'm glad your first conference was a success. Me too. Okay. Luckily and I didn't even get too lost, like looking for things. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I got there the first day, and I was like, "Where do I even go in?" Yeah. But I found it. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Uh, next, we got to talk about dinosaurs because it's Dinovember here at the library. You got any dinosaur stories we can uh, read and talk about for next time? Maybe. I'll okay. have to Think about it. You think about that. I'll you give it some thought. Okay. For dinos. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of How's Things. We do have some fun things coming up in the near future. Sarah Jacoby Murphy is going to be back, and we're going to be talking about Dune because we've read more Dune and getting ready for the third Cozy Bros Christmas where my old friend Bo and I read terrible Christmas novels <laughs> and tell each other about them. Was it like, what was it? Christmas Donut Murder that you read last <laughs> it time? It was Christmas Donut Murder. Yeah. <laughs> I said specifically, I'm going to find a Christmas Donut book, and darn it, I did. <laughs> I did. All right, Allie, congratulations on everything. Thank you. Thanks for podcasting with me. We'll see you next week, everybody.